The Green Solution now has 18 locations in Colorado, and it is the place in Colorado to get your marijuana, edibles, concentrates, anything in that line. You can download their app or go to mygreensolution.com and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They're quick and easy, very reliable in that regard. You can get in and out extremely quick, especially if you order online for their express checkout. And they have some amazing prices as well. Just go on down there, give them a look. 18 locations. There's always going to be one nearby if you're anywhere in the greater Denver metro area. And just remember to use that DNVR20 code online to get that 20% off. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's has two locations in Centennial and in Highlands Ranch, and these guys are locally owned and have a ridiculous selection of beers, wines, and liquors from around the world, including our favorite Breck Brew. They also have an app which you can download today and get deals on, as well as sign up for their loyalty program. Just be sure to check them out. At this point, the amount of alcohol that these stores contain is not explainable. You have to see it for yourself. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are here. The Avs just took down the San Jose Sharks last night to pick up a win. They also ended up losing a game to the Vancouver Canucks over the weekend. We will dive into those games very shortly. First, the news of the day. Martin Kaut was called up, and Gabe Landeskog was announced as the second star of the week in the NHL. Let's start with the Martin Kaut call-up, because it is a little bit curious. Uh, obviously, we've, we talked about this a lot, the expectation being they wanted to save Kaut's contract. He can still play one more game, and that contract will still slide, but it is a little bit odd here. <laughs> Uh, we were getting ready to start recording this exact pod, and you said, so let's talk about Martin Kaut getting called up, and I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it, this is breaking news, basically, as we record this podcast. I, so. Yeah, I, uh, I just because of how my sleep schedule worked out, I was asleep after we announced the bar this morning and missed this, so I'm still trying to process what this means. Basically, he plays tonight in L.A., and then they send him back? I mean, that's the assumption, right? It, it, it would be very weird to suddenly go on and, and break the contract and have him eat the year after the whole setup they've gone about it. Like, right. They very easily could have called up, preferably to me, Shane Bowers, or a Megna, or a Tynan, or a whoever to fill in if it was going to be something a little bit more extensive. So 
I, very weird. My initial theory was maybe they wanted to save this ninth game and use Cout on this back-to-back because they knew they were hampered. You get some fresh legs on a back-to-back in a winnable game against an LA Kings team. Uh, yeah, I like I could, I could buy that. Um, that's probably more of like a grandmaster plan that I. You're don't. definitely getting some conspiracy stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I, it's one where I'm just like, I don't think it's that deep. I think, I think they thought, Hey, we're going to send Cal back because it's the start of the road trip. Uh, we're banged up. We feel like, you know, at the time there was, Hey, McCarr and Burakovsky could join us. They didn't join him. Uh, and then Jost got rocked at the end of that San Jose game after getting rocked in the Vancouver game. If he's yeah. hurt and he can't go, then somebody's got to play. You know, like they they don't have extra bodies, and that's the kind of the other side of this is everyone always skirts the rules when it comes to these call up things after the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But the Abs have used all of their four regular call ups, so this would technically have to be an emergency call up of some kind. Right? They've they've burned through all of their call ups easily. They burned through three of them on day one. Yeah, it, I mean, and those were paper moves where they just wanted right. to have people eligible for the AHL playoffs. Right. It was uh, Cowd O'Connor and Hutchinson. It just, and it, and ultimately, it doesn't matter because they were able to call Cowd back up. But mm-hmm. it feels like weird management to have used that paper move on Cowd, have him on the team. And then send him down only to bring him back up a couple games later. It's just a little bit weird. If if their hope, <clears throat> if their hope, then I'll, I'll start. Let me start over here. Um, trying to figure out the best way to frame this. If they still believe that they're going to get some bodies back this week, that some guys are going to get healthy, you know, maybe this is a short term thing for Joe's and he'll play on Wednesday. Um, assuming that this is Jost, right? <laughs> I, it's the only one that there's anything to go on as far as an injury is concerned, unless right. it's something totally random. So, <clears throat> assuming this is Jost, uh, assuming that they that they are still there, there, there's two ways to frame this. God, we lost another guy. Screw it, we're burning the ELC. Yeah, Cout's here until we get healthy. And what will be, will be. Just let the chips fall where they may. It's fine. Um, the other way uh, the other way to look at it is Cout's got the one game left. He can help us against LA tonight. And Wednesday, you know, maybe Jost comes back. Maybe McCarr comes back. Maybe Burkowski comes back. You know, maybe like you start to get a wave of guys that return. Like a small wave of guys that return. And... He goes back down. And then, you know, hopefully the health continues to get better over time and not more. Worse you know, and worse and, and worse and worse. Yeah, and not, not continue to add injuries here. Um, So it's, <clears throat> it, it would help if some of these bad teams that they're playing would recognize that their seasons are over. But Stop blowing up the abs. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Ease up a bit there, champ. Like. I understood why San Jose did it because there's a lot of pride there, but 
I guess Anaheim is just that's just who they are. They, so. They're always been goons. It's true. Yeah. So I take it back. You gotta be who you are. It's fine. <laughs> um, I I just it's weird, but I think they're trying to thread the needle here, and maybe yeah. maybe this is where they just said, you know what, we got too cute with the count and the ELC and look, he'll just be here and we'll burn the ELC because he's going to help us try and win the division right now. So, yeah, you know, maybe, I... maybe that's what they've decided. Maybe they're, maybe that there's none of those things going on and all they're doing is focusing on today and say, how do we get through today? And, and uh... there is no, there is no plan for a week. You know, there's none of that. It's let's get through today. And we will be, you know, we'll move on. And ultimately, I'm okay with it. Don't have to get too far into it. We we discussed it in previous shows. If they burn the year, they burn the year. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think the money difference will be that big a deal. If that's the choice they've made. He can still go down and play in the AHL when the Avs get healthy. So, right. I just business wise, it just feels bad. It, it feels does. it feels bad. It, like say say he plays six more games, you know, easily gets past that threshold, but stops at fifteen. The Avs get completely completely healthy up front, um, or at least healthy enough that he's he becomes the odd man out, and now he goes back down, and you're like, all right, well, yeah. That, I, I mean, I obviously. Guess, if you win the division and he plays a big role in that and so on and so forth, you know, it could be, who knows, but they are legitimately right now. Uh, if you swap, if you swap count for, for Jost, like half that forward quarter are Colorado Eagles straight up. I, the only, I mean, Cam and Ev's kind of the in-betweener there, right? Yeah. That would make it half Colorado Eagles, literally. Yeah. Um, but, it's like Colorado Eagles and your 13th forward. Like, your dedicated healthy scratch all year. Right. Are, are playing. That's the majority of your bottom six at that point. Um, so, it's it's been brutal. And, honestly, I, I think it says a much, as much about how well Cout played that it was him. And, and not a Magna or a Tynan or, or whoever to get this call again. Because the Avs have all that commitment to make or, and you know, at the end of today, he could get sent back down and it's a moot point, but mm-hmm. even putting him to this nine game mark is very encouraging for him being on the team next year. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where they're building. That's what all of this about with, with count is building towards is him convincing them to not go out and drop an NHL guy in front of him. Right. Um, for next year's roster. And, you know, maybe they just never do get healthy and he just continues to play. They, they screw the ELC and they just keep going. I mean, it's a real easy thing to do. No one's ever healthy in the playoffs, right? Everybody's fighting something. If Cout's a body that's ready to go, a body that clearly Bednar already trusts a decent amount. Mm-hmm. I could see a world where he gets into games in the playoffs, even. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're just not healthy, man. It's not. 
it's not hard to envision that that guy gets. Well, the reality of the situation there is, again, he's put himself ahead of guys like Kamenev. He's put himself. You could make an argument for him being ahead of a guy like Nieto. That's where he would be able to get into playoff games potentially. That's oh, that's tough, man. Yeah, right. It is tough. Like then you're talking about trusting a guy who's given you, you know, X number of games. Sure. For over over a guy that's given you three years, and you know very well what he contributes. You know, you do. Like that's. It's just it's just not something that teams do very much of for guys that are not like special talents, you know? Like we've we saw like Boston did it with McAvoy, Colorado with McCarr. Um playoff teams just don't do it a lot, you know? Like I I I do know and I would say it's not something I expect to happen, especially not with Nieto. But I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. So, it is what it is. Kaut has clearly made a mark on the team one way or another. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, we'll, we're definitely going to try to... Uh, but we're, honestly, we're, we've we've honestly we've probably already made too much of this. <laughs> probably this is this is so like a thing for like one. This could just be one game, and then he goes right back, and it's, it's like it's oh, not well, a thing until he plays game ten for it's sure. Like, <laughs> like we're back right back on the ELC conversation. Wow. Like okay, well, if he plays game ten, we can point to this show. If he doesn't, we can point to. The- the show on Friday That's and we're right. good either way. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this first period here. You know what time it is. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. A little too early today to be having a beer just yet, but I had one in celebration last night after the Avs win. So I'm going to count uh, that one. I'm pretty, pretty lame these days. I've stuck with the, the good old avalanche amber ale, nothing too fancy, but you know, that new bar we have is going to have a lot of these Breck beers on tap. So if you want to get it straight oh, yeah. from the source. That new bar we have that we just announced this morning. Yeah, If you haven't been on Twitter, we have a bar. We own a bar. So the DNVR bar. I highly recommend you come check it out. It's opening this Friday at 5 p.m. There will be a Nuggets and an Avs watch party at it that night so i'll be there should be an awesome time well i'll be drinking breck brews you know how it goes our last one was a blast make this one even better i will probably be there for about 10 minutes yeah show up for the the very opening and then go to the ads game yep and then i have to drive downtown to go work yep way she goes but yeah the bar is gonna be awesome you can expect to see Many DNVR people there very regularly, I'm sure, 
We'll get into more of it. There's an article up on the DNVR about it. Highly recommend you go check it out. We'll be back in a second. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Rudo and AJ. We took a whole segment to talk about Kout, which I enjoy, but you know, there are other things going on. Gabe Landeskog being the second star of the week. Is that we all- three weeks in a row? The Avs had a star? And it was Francois Landeskog. Was there someone else? Yeah, it's Francois twice because he was the first oh, star and then the third star. Okay. Then, yeah, it would be three. And then weeks. I think Landeskog, I think this is the third week in a row that they have a star. Yep. So, pretty, pretty good that they're what, seven, two and one in their last 10, is it now? I'm not uh, sure. With the loss to Vancouver in there, but. Their only regulation loss in their last 10 games should be Vancouver. So it'd be, yeah, you're right. It'd be seven, one, and two. In their last 10, I think they're eight, one, and one. Well, okay. I guess that makes sense because they won, which knocks off the Tampa game. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very good hockey from the Avs, despite all of the injuries of many, many close games. Uh, The one against San Jose ended up being a one goal game as well. Pretty straightforward to me. Landis Gog and McKinnon just kind of went off against that team. I mean, Nemestikov had a goal and an assist, man. Absolutely. Like, he was outside of the power play goal, dude. He was just as big as those other guys were. And playing alongside them. Yeah. That, that is the Avs top line right now. Yep. Which, so. you know, fourth round pick. Pierre Dorian is straight up going to block Joe Sackick's number. <laughs> As if he hadn't already. Can't even deadline sell to the guy properly. He unblocked him to give him a chance. Right. And then at the end of the deadline, Barclay Goodrow goes for a first. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, man. Uh, But, I mean, look, Mesnikov looks better and better. Every single game with the Avs has been a move in the right direction, and all of them have been good. Which, and he suplexed a guy. He did. That was very much a penalty, but he got his money's worth. It was. Yeah. It was very much a penalty, and it was very much like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and it was also just like, I don't know that I mind it that much. Like, yeah. You know, the PK has been good lately, and... I mean, it was not in that game. But... It was not, but, you know, PK had been good lately, and I think it was 28 in a row that they killed off going into last night's game, and and then it was like, you know, and then and it, I, I was kind of like, it's kind of kind of cool seeing a guy that's listed at 5'11", just pick a dude up and throw him down. <laughs> yeah. Because he could, man. Like, he doesn't shy away from the physicality at all, like, either. The stick gets jammed up in his face, and he was like, oh, I'm not about that. And he just picks this guy up and was like, it's like, pretty awesome. No complaints for me, especially if you're scoring a goal and assist on the other end of that game. So, I mean, we talked about, you know, yeah, we've there's there's this running theme this year, this season amongst Colorado's loudest doubters. Yeah, that. <clears throat> that the abs aren't tough enough. And like Nemestikov isn't like somebody that's going to physically like 
intimidate in any kind of way. It's not like an imposing figure, right? And he's not like a super insane, like Ty Domi, smaller guy that is, you know, just a maniac who's looking to get at you. But the guy goes to the front of the net. He battles and battles and battles. And he's taken absolutely no guff from anybody. You don't have to be big to play big. Right. And like you go back to the Vancouver game and you remember the, the there was the scrum yep. where he dragged Chris Tanev out of it and and like took him down. And then Chris Tanev was so mad about it that on the ice, he like wrapped himself around the legs and like got at him. And it was just insanity. It was so crazy. And it's just and then last night he, su- he suplexed a man. So the guy, the guy just doesn't take any nonsense and he scored his second goal, second goal. Yeah. Just standing right in front of the net. Basically the same way he scored the first one. Yeah. The first one, maybe a little bit more of a skill play, but literally in the third goal. Did he score another one? We can look it up. He banged, he banged home the one. Yeah, it's yeah. his third because he banged home. He banged home the one, and then the one I thought that they he kicked and then hit with the stick, and then the one last night where he sort of beat a goaltender. I guess Martin Jones technically plays goalie. Yeah, that was. He's not very good. I yeah, don't, I, he was not good. I don't know any other way to put that. I mean, yeah, it, well, and hey, the the Avs did what they had to do against him. So absolutely. Um, but no, I just Domestikov man. I just I wanted to I wanted to focus on him. Like McKinnon and Landeskog were nasty last night. They were their best players. They they did a great job. Um, Gabe Landeskog moonlighting as Miko Rantanen has been a really odd <laughs> development. Yeah, <laughs> but you can really see that Nemestik bringing Nemestikov along to kind of be that greasy guy. Uh, that that plays, you know, he goes to the net and he does the little things good defensively, grinds and and works along the wall. And and Landeskog is more of like, okay, well, I'm going to score then, you know, like I'm going to Landeskog's so versatile he kind of fits into whatever role needed. Right. I mean, uh, is needed of him. The reality is Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog can play with anyone. Landeskog because of his versatility, Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon because it just doesn't really matter who you put him with. Like they all get better next to him. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get by with that by playing whoever there, but you put someone who has a high hockey, hockey IQ, like a Nemesnikov that can play off of them mm-hmm. and you get a lot more out of it. Now, would still much prefer to have a, a Miko Rantanen or an Andre Burakovsky. Yeah, of course. In that role. But when you're talking about an injured lineup, when you're talking about a lineup that needs just something, that versatility helps a ton. It's what the abs have wanted to get out of guys like Jonas Donskoy and JT Comfer. Yeah. And they get it sometimes, point. but not really enough. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, that they that they view those guys. They they keep those are some of the first, two of the first guys that they always look to elevate. Yeah, and they are okay. You know, like 
obviously that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, they did. They did a great job combining for what ended up being the game winning goal in the third period. They absolutely needed that. Anybody watching that game knew three goals wasn't not going to get done. Yeah, it was just too wide open, and the Avs. Something about them late in games um, with two goal leads. Like, it's funny because they keep winning all these games, uh, all these one goal games, and a couple of them, you know, have have been of the variety where they don't score the empty net goal. uh, And so, you know, and and so that team scores like late in the game and, and brings it, cuts it, cuts it down to one, and then they win the game from there. Yeah. And it's like they need, they really just need to kind of put their foot down on one of these games. Right. And be like, no goals. No, we're going to, we're going to win by three. You know, we're going to, we're going to score the empty net goal. You're going to put the, put the goalie back in, knock it off. And I, I would like to see them. It's, it's not like a major thing. I'm not like, Oh man, but it's, it's been happening enough that I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird confluence right now for the Avs, right? Because on the seven-game win streak, their defense and goaltending was extremely solid. Despite giving up some of those late goals, you know, they weren't giving up three goals in a game. Yeah. Then they took the couple of losses, and then they have this game, especially these last two games, Vancouver and San Jose. The defense has looked extremely suspect at times. Yeah, and, you know, that's... I mean, that's probably a good place to lead into the Zadorov conversation. Yep. <laughs> because it's not just that Zadorov didn't play and that Makar isn't playing. It's that with both of those guys out, you've got to elevate guys. And you went from having a really effective third pairing to having a very fringe third pairing where, whereas Nikita Zadorov and Ian Cole would play on any defense in the NHL. Mark Barbario and Kevin Kanan are much more fringy type players. Yeah. Very and, much. And that bared fruit over the weekend. We it saw did. we saw why that was the case. Uh as like there were some there were some good moments, you know, there were some bad moments, there were some Well a lot I mean, of forgettable you, ones in between. You put it Perfectly, I think, with the having to elevate guys too. Yeah, you have a fringe defenseman in, in Barbario and Connaughton on your third pair. You expect some struggles there. Not a whole lot of surprise. But the other side of that is you've promoted Ian Cole up the lineup, playing more, and what happens? We see some of his penalty issues start to come back. It just goes all the way up. Uh, except for Eric Johnson, who's played great over the past couple of games. But everyone starts to get in over their head and all of a sudden you're just trying to tread water. Yeah. So, I mean, the abs are very much, very much in survival mode right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like trying to, trying to draw strong, strong conclusions about what's going on right now. Tough is a tough sell for me because they are they they're playing such a such a, a backup heavy lineup. You know, they're, and yeah. and and I mean even Pavel Francois. Seven games, gave up twelve goals. Last three games, twelve goals. 
has backups are streaky. And I'm not even I'm I mean like I'm not even gonna worry about the label, whatever, right? Like sure, backup right. starter just that's hard regression. That's not like what we were hoping in that like he would start to oh, he gave up three here and then a two and then a three and instead of it being a one and a zero and a one and a zero and a one and a two, it'd be more like two and three. And instead it's been four, five, and three. Even if you just call him, or or don't call him, like you said, don't put a label on it. A goalie has a couple bad games. You play your other quality goaltender, but the Evs can't because Grubauer's hurt. Right, and like Grubauer's been getting closer, and there's optimism there, but like there's optimism about the entire injured lineup getting back soon. Just quote unquote soon. The soon ain't today. Right, like the 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 like the carrot just dangling there. Soon they'll be healthy. Soon their defense will be back to to full strength, which they obviously needed to be. They badly need Kale McCarr. Oh my gosh, is he ever like so when he when he missed time earlier this year? You're still very much in like the tinkering with your roster and kind of figuring out how you work best as a group and what your identity is going to be. They were still in that stage of the season. And then this recent run, you know, really after the all-star break is when teams seriously start to tighten the screws and prepare for the postseason. And just seeing how different this defense plays when Kale McCarr is out. First of all, this Eric Johnson needs to stick around when Kale McCarr comes back. This Eric Johnson, I don't have any problem paying six million. Any problem. But this is this is such an example of just how important that kid has already become. Because he just changes that defense. Every time he's on the ice, he's it's just it's it's kind of a crazy comparison that it, it He's just, it's like having a McKinnon on defense. It just is. He's so dynamic. Right. It, he's one of those players that when he steps on the ice, everyone on the other team knows it. Yeah. And just that effect alone is huge. So it's, it's incredible that it's happened so quickly, but it has, and it's already a core part of who the abs are as a hockey team. So. Yep. They need him back. They need everybody back, but they need Kale McCarr back maybe the most of anyone. Yep. All right. McCarr, McCarr and Kadri, man, those are the two that I'm just they I, they have to get them back. Yeah. It's the skills that they bring are very very unique to this team. Yep. And that's just there's holes in the team without him. It's as simple as that. And if there are holes in your tax return. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what's up. SymbioTax is here to help you fill those holes on your 2019 tax return. Symbio provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. If you're struggling, you can give a call and get a free consultation to SymbioTax at 720-366-4470. 
better known as our guy George. He comes to many of our watch parties. Hopefully, we will see him at the opening of the DNVR bar as well. Great guy. Always love talking to him, talking abs and all of that. So, yeah, you know you're in good with him. Uh, They also help with things like rental properties, small businesses, investments, pretty much you name it when it comes to taking care of your money. Again, you can reach them at 720-366-4470 or go online to symbiotax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O-Tax.com. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. I think you summed up the Vancouver game pretty well, AJ, when you said not making any strong conclusions of this abs team as it's built currently. Both of yeah. us we kind of talked before that game, you and I, and didn't have a whole lot of expectation coming into that game and kind of ended up where a lot of people expected, I think. Uh, yeah, was a little, was, was honestly closer than I expected because Vancouver's absolutely desperate right now. And the abs are like, this is just a really gritty abs team that just perseveres, right? Like it seems, it seems like when their back is up against the wall, they, it, they just claw even harder. They got that gut check depth for sure. Yeah. And like they, uh, they don't like let's be honest here the abs aren't desperate for points they don't no the, they're they're not desperate to make the postseason they the way Dallas is playing the second spot is quickly becoming locked up in the central there's now an 8 point gap between them and Dallas and i think there's a 5 point gap between Dallas and Minnesota yeah so, so 13 points in the playoffs Dallas has problems that do not involve chasing down Colorado right now. Yep. They, they, their play has put them in play for the teams for Nashville and Winnipeg and Minnesota for the teams chasing them. They are very much in play right now for getting caught. And Colorado's quietly started to separate a little bit from them. I mean, so they have an eight-point lead. Uh, each team has 14 games left. That's just... That's you've got nearly to make up, insurmountable, really. <laughs> you've got to make up eight points with only 28 remaining on the board for each team. Yep. That's a lot of outplaying that needs to get done in a short amount of time. If If Colorado plays 500 hockey through that stretch, Dallas can only lose four games to make up those points. Right. So, and that's if Colorado plays 500 and opens that door. Right. They can also just slam it shut. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, tonight, imagine, so the, the abs in LA tonight, they win that game. I mean, the numbers, the numbers game just does not favor Dallas coming back. And, you know, the abs and blues, whatever's going to happen in that, in that chase is going to happen. But. The abs, the abs at 90 points right now. We've been talking on this pod all year. I've said 95 points is your line to draw on the sand. 95 points. They're five points off of that right now with 14 games left to play. The abs just are not desperate. Like, desperate. In terms of they have spent their entire season to get to this point. Like, they have, they were the last two years, March 9th, 
they absolutely needed every single point they could get to get to to stay in the playoff race and to be involved. They were desperate, and that was the team that they played in Vancouver the other day. They played a desperate team, and they that 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 desperate team took advantage of the Abs a little bit uh, in in terms of attacking them in a specific way. Their forwards were flying the zone. And without Makar and without Zadorov, who, for all of Nikita Zadorov's faults, the guy's a really good skater for a man his size. And when you take out that skating, the the dynamic skating element that both Makar and Zadorov bring, uh, having having a team attack you, flying the zone the way that Vancouver did. It was a. I, I I can't say that I watch enough Vancouver to know if that's regular or not. If that's their normal game, then that's a poor job by Colorado scouting. Uh, their their pre scouting to to plan for that. If that's uh, something that they the the Canucks kind of curled into their game plan for Colorado, that's a very good job of coaching by them. The the thing I see with that Vancouver game and the fact, as you mentioned that the abs actually kind of kept it relatively close for most of the game. It was a three, three game in the second period. Right. So I see that. And I say, sure. Okay. Vancouver was able to counter punch the abs pretty well. And the abs weren't ready for it, but a healthy abs team is going to swing a haymaker to the jaw. And let's see if Vancouver can counter attack after that. Yeah. And I don't think they can, to be honest with you. So I, I, I would very much like to see healthy versions of those two teams go against each other. I would love that playoff series. If the Avs took first in the central and Vancouver snuck I mean, in an eighth or something. They have one more game left against each other in, in I think, two weeks. Yeah, well, we can so. hope, but. Not sure if the abs will be fully healthy yet. Even if even if they're at eighty percent, you know, like yeah, um, true. Two weeks. That's this Friday's game <laughs> in Denver. It goes quick. All right. Well, never mind. Not gonna get to see that healthy matchup. Nope. Um, but no, like that. You know, I didn't mind that loss that much. They were bound. The they were like Pavel Francouz. The abs. They the abs. Like as a whole. I mean, they were. They were due for a bad goaltending night. Yep. They really only had one bad goaltending night uh, since the break, and it was the first game back against Philly. Otherwise, their goaltending had been excellent. Yeah. For the most so. part, it had been excellent. Uh, and the I think the only games that they gave up four goals were the two OTLs uh, at Tampa Bay and Anaheim for like a month. So you're you're talking about they got they got very good goaltending for a month. This was just one of those games that was it was it it was inevitable. It was just the question was was how long it gonna take to get there? Yeah, you know. And then and then it was okay. Now that it's happened, how do they bounce back? Well, uh, the win against San Jose makes that bounce back a lot easier. At I think the pressure's off a little bit. They got two points out of this road trip that, as you said, the Avs are surviving right now. They don't have a desperate need for points as far as making the playoffs is concerned. Mm -hmm. 
whatever they get out of this LA game is is bonus, I think. If they get anything, to be fair. There's a very oh. real possibility they get none. I we talked last week where I said they might they might go 0 and 3 on this road trip. That they that they won one game is a victory from just from where I'm sitting. Yep. Given their circumstances and everything going on, like that they won a game, I think is a victory. Um with with tonight, it's their last back to back of the season. They're playing they're playing a Kings team that has played very well uh over the last four weeks or so. Basically since the deadline at least. I was gonna say like go back to the stadium series and they've been good. Yeah. And I should say competitive because they <laughs> were it not for Jonathan Quick, they would have gotten blown out in the stadium series. When you're comparing any team to Detroit, they look good. Right. But they've been they've been playing well. I've actually stumbled my way into watching a couple of their games and uh they've been as I just headbutt my mic again. Jeez. Please. <laughs> there are sometimes I don't know what I'm doing, and sometimes like I just right into it. It's just your body telling you it's time to start recording at the bar. Oh my gosh. Dude, I'm actually that's gonna be a lot of fun when we go yeah. down there regularly to, to record. I'm stoked for it. People can hang out with us. We can start doing post game pods there. Yep. This is gonna be that's gonna be great. Anyway, we should we should save that for the very end of the show. Um which I guess is coming up. But Yeah, we're we're almost there. The they get something done in LA tonight, man. I will be I'll be very impressed. Be, and that's and that'll be it just really that they're even in this position really does honestly speak to the character of this group and just the relentlessness of it. They they are chasing something. They want to win the central. They want to beat St. Louis. They want to chase them down and take it from them. And both teams play tonight. The abs have like a midnight start, would feel it feels like. Yeah, it's so late. And so they will have a chance to to watch the blues play and see what's going on with the blues. Now, granted, there's enough games left that like tonight isn't gonna make or break it. But they're gonna know going into the game tonight if they can if they can catch the blues or not. They're gonna know. And they had that opportunity in Vancouver. I thought they played hard. I mean, they had 39 shot attempts in the first period. They had 22 scoring chances. Like, they, it was not like they laid an egg in Vancouver. They did some things really well in that game. The mistakes were just too big. They were just too big, and Francois did just did not play well that day. For sure. And, and if we're scoreboard watching, a Florida situation, the team that plays St. Louis tonight, Desperate. not that different from Vancouver. They're three points behind Toronto right now. They win tonight. They have a game in hand that they put some one point back of Toronto for third in the Atlantic. So they're going to be hungry and and looking to take down St. Louis as well. It's it's all give and take. You know, mm-hmm. nobody has a free ride at this point. And honestly, the Abs have the easiest schedule in the NHL for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think St. Louis had like the fourth or fifth easiest as well like they're yeah it's not difficult but they the one big thing if you look at the schedule st louis has a tough eastern road trip coming up and they also have boston at the end of the season um, yeah that boston boston, i think it might bo- not matter but it might but i mean come on man i know 
Like, I, you're, you're talking about the likely President's Trophy winning team. So, on the flip side, the Avs after tonight will only have four road games left. So, yeah. they're going to be at home down the stretch here. Yep. They, I, I mean, they're 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 at it, man, and. Yep. We might as well just lead into the bar conversation. Yeah. We do we do want to talk about it some. Um every game. If you're every not game. if you're not at the game, you should Come be at the, the bar. bar. Yeah. One of us will pretty much be there. Um I don't think we figured out exactly how we want to work the games out yet, but especially during the playoffs, one of us all one of us will be there. Um, depending on the game and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But this is, this is the new HQ for, for DNVR. This is where everything is going to be happening during the day. If you guys want to come down on lunch, I mean, we're recording this podcast in the middle of the day right now. The same thing is going to be happening. You and I are going to be recording pods in the middle of the day down there. And if we're not recording pods, they'll be playing over the speakers in the right. bar. And there's a decent chance that you're just going to see the NVR people just yeah, milling about. Absolutely. You know, it's, there'll be DNVR people. There'll be DNVR subscribers. There'll be, we will have an actual physical merch shop set mm-hmm. up. It, this is DNVR in Carnet in the physical world, I guess. It's that not quite right, but I'm in the ballpark there, and it, maybe AJ and I aren't there every single day. But we'll, as he said, you know, we'll be sure to have someone there for abs games and all that, especially for the playoffs. But you'll see Adam and the Nuggets guys. You'll see Ryan and the the Broncos guys. There will always be DNBR people there, and yeah, and chances are like. The rest of the season, now that now that we are going to be open, I will go to morning skate. I will go to the bar. I will hang out at the bar, and then I will go to the game. Yep. And that will be kind of what I. That will be how my game day routine works out. Instead of, I go to the I go to the morning skate, and then I drive home, and then I hang out and wait for the game to start, and then I go to the game. I will just go to the bar. And that's going to be, we're going to try it out on Friday. I'm going to go to morning skate. I'm going to go to the bar. We're going to hang out. I'm going to see people there uh, when we officially open. And then I'm going to take off and go cover the game. And Rudo, I know you'll be there. Yep. Uh, We're very excited about this. This is, this is going to be our spot. This is going to be where DNVR people can go to spend time with other hardcore fans of all the teams they love. We're going to have a big thing for opening day when the Rockies get rolling. We're going to have every single uh, playoff game is going to be a big watch party down there. It's just going to be if you want to hang out with fans of the team that you love. And if you love all of them, we're about to take over your life. We don't apologize for that. It's we. This this is this is centralized now. You can come to the bar. Eat, drink, hang out, talk sports. People are always going to be there. We're always willing to talk sports. It's literally our living. There isn't going to be a time where one of us is going to be at the bar and it's going to be like, geez, you know, I've been talking about hockey all day. I've really run out of desire to do that. 
Are you serious? No. That yeah, I I I'm sure many of you already know this, but we get off this pod and we just keep talking about hockey. Right. Like it doesn't ever stop. Right. And it's just it just cycles throughout the day. So yep. I just it's it's very it's exciting because this is our chance to hang out with you guys, your chance to hang out with us like on a regular basis and and actually just integrate, you know, with this community that we have been we've spent the, the last several years building, you know, people who love the stuff that we do. Look, we have a unique voice in the market. We don't cover the teams like the other outlets do. And this is a man, this is a physical manifestation of that idea that we are we are going to we are a sports coverage entity that has a sports bar yeah it's it's awesome it's the best of both worlds it's i think the thing that gets me super excited about it is when you're talking to someone if you're a member of dnvr and you're talking to someone who isn't you can now say oh yeah they're this website they cover all the the denver sports teams blah 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 you can now just say let me show you and take them to the bar, hang out with the people of DNBR, and be part of the community, as AJ was saying. Right. And and just feel like you're among your people. Yep. You know, people who care about Martin Kaut's 10th game. People people who care about fourth line usage. People who care about, oh, well, what's the second power play unit doing? Or why are they why are they defending a certain way? on the PK or whatever, like all of the nitty gritty. And then if you're, if you're new to the sport, no gatekeeping here, come down, fall in love. We're here for any and all anybody that has any interest in Colorado sports. We are here to make that a better experience for you. Absolutely. It's I want, a new dude, Drew Creaseman by the the truckload every season to come in to say, oh, hockey is awesome and want to learn more. And we love you. We want you to come and learn more. We'll teach you whatever you want to know. So I'm excited, especially for the crossover, because everyone at this company loves other sports teams around Denver as well. AJ follows them all because he's an absolute animal, but I love the Rockies. I can get behind the Nuggets as well. It's it's just an awesome way to come together, and I'm super excited to to be bringing it into the physical realm in the DNVR bar. It's a good way to put it, man. I'm really I'm excited to do this with you and Evan and Andy's part of our team still. So this is an awesome abs group. And I'm really excited about this run that we're about to get. We're going to get to experience. Uh, and, And now we get to experience it with you guys on a whole different level. No more, you know, no more trying to figure out which bars we've got to go to, which there is one spot for DNVR stuff. And you can go there and we will constantly be around. And I'm just I'm just looking forward to this next chapter of the company and getting to know so many of, of you guys who listen to the show. I've I met a lot of you. I met a handful of you guys at the last watch party. Um, I won't always be there because when the playoffs come around, I will be on the road for all of the games. So I will miss some of them. But 
I'm super looking forward to getting to know as many of you guys as possible and just experiencing this whole thing. This is this this has the potential to be a special time to be an Avalanche fan. And this is only going to enhance that. We're going to make those memories at our bar together. And I, I just, that's what it's about, man. It's so, yep. this is just so cool and so exciting. And I just can't wait to get this going. This is the epicenter of it all, I guess. It is. It is. 100% is. If you want the DNVR coverage, you want to see where it comes from, there it is. It's going to be at the bar. So. I'm stoked about it. AJ's obviously stoked about it. Everyone here is so excited to get this going. Uh, Friday is opening day for us. The bar opens at 5 p.m. I'll be there for from there through all the way through the abs game, all of that. So please turn out. Please come out. Have a blast. Enjoy it with us. And the many, many, many watch parties to come as well. It's This is it, man. This is the, the next hype step. And I can't wait. 100%. Well said. Take us out of here. All right. On that note, there might be a a tooth or two knocked out at one of these abs hockey games coming up pretty soon. Logan Couture came pretty close with those horse teeth he's got. But (laughs) either way, Green Mountain Dental has you covered. If you're having some teeth issues, they are also giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush with a cleaning x-ray and exam because they're just awesome like that. And they just want to see you take care of your teeth. They are just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. So very convenient and easy to get to. Be sure to stop in. Give them a look. They've been a longtime partner of ours. We always appreciate all that. You know the drill for them and and all of our partners. If you're using them, throw a tweet our way. Just a shout out. We'll send you some love back as we do. And again, free toothbrush. Why not go for it? Green Mountain Dental Group. That's it for this show. I hope you guys are excited, as excited as we are for the abs, the bar, the whole shebang, because it's going to be awesome. And yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Talk to you again tomorrow. The NPR Avalanche with Hayfully.